Maniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I just recorded that twice because when I said, I am your host, Dave, it sounded weird to me for some reason, but I think everything is a little off tonight because I got called into work earlier today, and it's horrible. Uh, We have an issue where we are short-staffed, and also... Uh, one of the guys that works in my, I guess you'd say department, is out quite a bit lately for problems that are probably not his fault. So last week I had to work an extra day Friday night, which cut into my already short weekend where normally I would get off Friday morning and be back Monday morning. Uh, so I had to work Friday night. So I got off Saturday morning and had to be back Monday morning. And now, uh, during spring break, when I was supposed to be spending today and tomorrow with my family, uh, since my son's out of school, oh, and also spring break started last Friday, so I missed that day of of spending time with my family, and now uh, I have to go into work tomorrow at 5 o'clock in the morning. So not only do I lose my day tomorrow, but tonight, when... I probably would have stayed up until like 2 or 3 in the morning, hanging out, watching movies, doing whatever. I have to be in bed. Uh, It's not going to be 9 o'clock because I do have to record this week's podcast and produce it and get everything done before I go to bed. Uh, So, uh, But yeah, I lose my night tonight as well. And we were also, we were going to go see Shazam tomorrow at 4. Now fortunately I bought tickets through fandango so i was able to go in and get those refunded and buy a later showtime but it still sucks because now i'm going straight from work to the theater and instead of the movie you know being back home by like probably 7 30 now i'm gonna be getting home at like 9 30 and i have to work all weekend as well as tomorrow so that's four 12 hour shifts uh in a row at a job that uh, is not my favorite thing in the world in the first place. Now, this is responsibility. This is what responsibility is. This is why when our pets get sick, I don't put up a GoFundMe. This is why uh, when you know you see me on Instagram or whatever, I'm putting up pictures of, of ridiculous, uh, exorbitant toy expenses and, and non-necessity type things uh, all of that is paid for because I go to my job and I do my thing that I don't want to do, but I do it because I'm a grown up and because uh, when I was young, I was taught dreams are stupid, grow up and get a job. Uh, so there you go. That's that's the life that I have chosen to live. And I got to be honest, most of the time, it's not that bad. I've got a great family. I get to have a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, this job is just the drizzling shits. Uh, but it pays like the drizzling shits, uh, by which I mean uh, it pays as though you are expected to go stand outside while it's literally drizzling shit into your face. Like, it's however much you think somebody would make 
to have to go and do that every day, that's probably about right. So anyway, uh, on to a happier note. Today's episode is going to be me, our pal Mike Gordon, and our buddy Arian Gulick talking about WrestleMania 35. Now, originally, we were just going to have uh, a typical needless things conversation where we would just discuss the card in its entirety. Uh, but I do think we can all agree that there's some stuff on the card that's not great. There's some stuff on the card that maybe isn't necessarily not great, but also isn't worthy of all that much conversation, like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, uh, the Women's Battle Royal. Uh, there, there are things that could very easily be glossed over, and because of the time crunch that I am now in, we will be glossing over a lot. Uh, we're going to have a little different format that you guys will hear about once we start talking, and that's the other thing, is I am now recording this right before. Uh, normally what I would do is get Mike and Arian uh, on Skype, record our conversation, and then tomorrow at some point I would have recorded this introduction and then the outro and then put everything together. That's that's usually what I do, is I record the, the meat of the episode, as it were, and then go back and put everything together. But today, I don't have that option, because tomorrow I'll be working and then going straight to see Shazam, so there will be no time to do anything else uh, in order to get you guys this podcast by Friday at 11 a.m., when it always posts on NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. Uh, so yeah, that's what's up with that, is I'm recording this intro without knowing exactly how the conversation is going to go, but I do know what the format is going to be, and I think you guys will probably appreciate it, because it'll keep this uh, podcast from being two and a half hours long. I know some of you really enjoy the longer format stuff, but uh, the episodes that are 90 minutes or less tend to get a little more attention, so that uh, I get it, I understand, but at the same time, I, I when we are having a long conversation. I don't want to mess that up. So there you go. That's what's happening there. Uh, I am not as excited about this year's WrestleMania as I normally am, although part of that is that I am this working, uh, this working, I am this working on weekend. Uh, I am working this weekend, so I will be coming directly home to WrestleMania. Like I don't get to sort of have uh, fun party time during the day and then WrestleMania at night. And also now I'm a little nervous about possibly having to, or not having to, possibly being asked to work Monday, uh, at which point I'm going to have to say, uh, no, it's WrestleMania. I guess if I have to, I'll work Tuesday. But, uh, you know, Monday is a no-go for me. Unless they say, well, nobody else can work and we're going to fire you if you don't work, which I don't, I don't think that's very likely, but who wants to sit around and think about that stuff, which is the problem that I had today. Uh, there was literally nobody else that could work tomorrow. So, you know, I see, I see the calls and I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do this, but I know what the situation is up there. Uh, and, and I know how it's going to go. So I, I, you know, when you got to work, you got to work. Boy, I came back around to that again, didn't I? Uh, I think it's only because, obviously, I'm not thinking about anything else right now uh, except for this Sunday's WrestleMania card because I'm actually trying to figure out what my picks are going to be for our conversation. Uh, so I uh, hope you guys enjoy this WrestleMania conversation. We're going to keep it light, we're going to keep it peppy, and we're going to move things right along. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more focused than it otherwise would have been, and I think probably all the better 
uh, for that. So now what I'm going to do is wrap up this intro and then go ahead and record the outro, get all the audio tracks in place so that I can just drop the meat in once we're done recording and then go ahead and publish the thing and have it ready to go uh, Friday morning so you guys can all listen to it. Won't that be super? My big concern, and and yes, I am going to go back to work for for a little bit because like I said, it's literally all I can think about right now, uh, is that this guy is... It looks like he's going to be out for a somewhat indefinite amount of time, and there there are plans, much like tomorrow when we had plans that I have had to uh, cancel and redo. Uh, there are plans coming up. I, I don't I don't plan my life around. I don't sit by the phone waiting for a call. We do stuff on my days off. We have plans. We do things together as a family, and now I've got to sit here and worry about what are the next. You know, however long this guy is going to be out, which it's looking like probably April at least, uh, how long do I have to sit here and worry about losing days off or changing my schedule uh, for this job that, that, quite frankly, does not motivate me to want to go the extra mile ever? I'm sorry, you guys. You don't want to hear all that stuff. Uh, but like I said, that's what's up. Uh, so now I'm sitting here watching WrestleMania 34, uh, getting getting hyped up for WrestleMania 35, uh, and, and it's going to help in just a few minutes when I get Mike and Arian on the line, and uh, we get each other excited for what's getting ready to happen. Uh, WrestleMania 35 this Sunday on the WWE Network. Uh, so enjoy our look ahead at that. All right, Phantomaniacs, it is time for us to talk WrestleMania here on the Needless Things podcast, and we're going to keep things short and sweet. Well, maybe not all that short, but we're going to have a more concise episode than we would normally have uh, when going into the potentially 26-hour-long showcase of the Immortals. Uh, we're we're going to focus in on very specific things that we're excited about and maybe a couple that we're not so excited about. But the two guys that I wanted to have on this show... Are our pals, first of all, uh, welcome to the non-live Needless Things podcast, Mr. Arian Gulick. Hey guys, how's it going? It's odd to hear your voice not live in the same room. Yeah, I think the only one I've done that hasn't been a commentary or like a recorded at a, an event or something was the uh, Evil Dead yeah. podcast from forever ago so, yeah because yeah. we had a lot of people in different places for that one it, it wasn't practical to get together and mm-hmm. uh and then the other third which if you follow wwe math shows that we have a 33 percent chance of winning <laughs> uh the other third of this three-way dance is our pal mike gordon welcome back howdy and uh well, i i guess it bears out i mean i was supposed to be on and then Vince came out and said that he was actually going to replace me with Noel and that Noel was going to come out because he's better for ratings. And then Noel got arrested. So I'm like, you know, so yeah, that's why I'm here. Vince McMahon is a huge mark for Noel Wood. That's absolutely true. <laughs> I'm sure he is. 
Because <laughs> it's certainly not the other he, way he's, he's a huge mark for him, but he just doesn't know how to book a show to please Noel <laughs> to save his life. It's just sad. These things are all true. Okay, so uh, we're, we're going to get down to the uh, brass thumbtacks, uh, as it were, and we're going to discuss things that were specific things that we're excited about. We're going to do kind of a round robin where we'll go around uh, and – discuss an aspect of wrestlemania of wrestle wrestlemania uh that we think has maybe not even necessarily been booked all that well but that we're looking forward to for sunday uh and then later on in the show as we sometimes do uh we'll we'll talk about only one thing that has been disappointing or that we feel they've really shit the bed with and i would like to start uh, with mike gordon what are you looking forward to this sunday the uh, I, I was reading an article uh, the other day, and I never know whether to believe these uh, wrestling pieces or not. Half of them are just, uh, you know, false. But um, but it basically said that this is legit, like behind the scenes. This is the most haphazard, unorganized WrestleMania that's ever been that's ever been in existence. And it and, shows. And, it, it feels that way for sure. Um, and some of it, I I do kind of lean towards the WWE and I, I sort of have some some uh, sympathy for because there's been a lot of things that have changed probably like look if this was the car the card that is in front of us the 15 matches and and whatnot that's in front of us if you had told us this was the card a year ago we would have we would have thought you were crazy and on drugs right. um, there is just a lot of stuff on here that makes no sense and and they've had to try to make it make sense with a very limited amount of time. But I'm going to steal probably everybody's thunder. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that the one thing I'm looking forward to is the uh, main event, the the final highlight of the night, the match uh, between uh, Raw champion Ronda Rousey and uh, SmackDown champion Charlotte Flair and the man Becky Lynch. Uh, I've made it very clear through every uh, fiber of my being that I'm a Becky Lynch fan. And uh, winner, I, I, you know, whether whatever happens and however they've dropped the ball, like this is something that they have worked on story-wise for a while. This hasn't really, should not have been a problem for them as far as like telling this story in the last few months, since certainly since uh, Royal Rumble. And yet they've managed to have some really like high peaks and some really like low lows telling this story, but I think ultimately the match itself. I have no question that these three women, that three th- these three wrestlers, have the talent to to give us something amazing to yeah. end the show. So, uh, so that's 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 going to be the highlight of the night for me. I think, I hope. What were you going to say, Arian? I was going to say for sure, like uh, Becky and Charlotte's uh, the last woman standing match from Evolution last year's. It's it's my favorite women's match, and it's like up there on my list of favorite matches overall. I think the the like in a microcosm, just existing by itself, the the Brock Daniel Bryan match from Survivor Series is better, but it also does it didn't mean as much. Right, right. Because it like right. there was no real build up to it. Brian won the title like five days before it happened. Uh 
but it, like that that's how good Daniel Bryan is. It, we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked about this main event. Uh Becky and Ronda are two of my favorite people on the roster. Like not two of my favorite women, two of my favorite performers <laughs> on the whole roster. Uh I love everything that they've done. Uh, I can't believe how far Ronda has come and how fast uh and Becky is. I mean, all all three of us have been on on the Becky bandwagon for a very long time now and it's yeah. great to see her getting her due um so i i'm i'm stoked I, I, this is this is the main event and it's going to deliver and whatever the outcome is it doesn't because of the way they've set this match up there isn't really a potentially bad outcome unless WWE really does something way out of ah. left field. Like have <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Unless WWE has something really left field happen, like Stephanie comes out and pins all three at the same time and has I, I am to the point where I think Becky has to win or I'm gonna start getting bored with her character again. Honestly. Uh, I, I am with you, but at the same time all three women there, there are potential good scenarios for all three winning, uh, and, and I'm willing to uh, sort of go along with because look, if it wasn't the last match of the night, I would agree with you. But I feel like if if the the end of the the pay per view is anything other than Becky holding up both titles, people are right. going to be pissed. I oh yeah. I I agree I agree, and and I think it's going to be pissed not in a constructive way where, oh, I want to see what happens to this person now. Like, they spent two months making her, like, just get suspended and limp around on crutches. Which and was it, like, horrible. Yeah, yes. it stole a lot of the thunder from, like, the angle that she'd worked hard to build up. Well, everything, and I, and I, I guess... Not everything. Like, some of the things that they've done, like, the, the ridiculous schmas on Monday was, like... It, it's... Sometimes when they do, like sports entertaining stuff like like that would have like been right at home like in the attitude era and oh, I, like, I thought I, that was fantastic i, I, I know i i, lo- I loved home. it for what it was uh, like it, it, was it reinvigorated great. me uh, as far yeah. as my interest in the match because over the last few months wwe has done everything in their power to make me not give a shit about this match uh yeah. from ronda's weak sauce heel turn to just jobbing oscar out in in the yeah, worst that's... way possible. Oh, yeah, I, like uh, I still I still disagree with like that decision. Like I don't like if if you were doing it to have it be that like whoever takes the pinfall loses their title, and like pinning Becky gets you nothing, then like and have it be where all four of the original NXT horsewomen stand on the stage at the end of WrestleMania with a title then I can kind of understand it, but that's not even what they're doing. No, it's so, it's not. And, it's, and even that would be so contrived dumb. because the heat between Becky and Charlotte at this point right. like, is is too much for that to have really been reasonable. Uh, but yeah, they, they've WWE has just shit the bed over and over, not just with this story, but many others. But, but before we get to the negative things we want to focus on the positive so we can we can hopefully create a nice sandwich i you you know me and like i like to complain but like wrestling right out of town 
No, wrestling is actually like wrestling and Star Trek are like two things that I like. I don't want to complain about. I do like I don't want to have to engage the part of my brain that thinks critically. I'm just like I'm here to be a consumer. I want you to give me and to to quote Big Dave Batista, give me what I want. <laughs> uh, like, which by the way, I loved that promo. No, that like that was the best episode of Raw in forever. Yeah, like, yeah. Because it was just like Roman came back and like you know the the shield fist bumped and like Batista showed up randomly and beat the shit out of Ric Flair on his birthday celebration. No, like I don't know why anyone tries to have a birthday party in WWE. (laughs) At the very least, they're going to get a cake in the face, right? Um, So let's well let's let's move on. I think we're all pretty much in agreement. Uh, that that main event is something to be excited about, something unique. And the fact that it is three women in the main event uh, it is remarkable and noteworthy, and it's not just WWE going with the times, it, although that is certainly part of it. No, it's they are that these this. women are legit some of the biggest superstars ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am... I am confident in all three of them, their ability to, and and that match, that that little spot on Monday proves it. You can have these three do some, ask them to do ridiculous things, and yet they can make it work. Like they are, they are, they are outstanding. They are, they are legit three of the best, like personalities, best workers, best talent that this company has. Well, so as far I, as as far as being part of the women's division, I think they also. Um, recognize and appreciate the stakes in a way that yes. very few female competitors ever have, and rise up to those stakes. Yes, absolutely. Like they they they're not a, they're not afraid to have the big matches and to make history. Uh, so, Arian, let's uh, let's get over to you. And uh, obviously, the big one is out of the way now. So, what is uh, sort of the secondary thing that you're excited about coming uh, up on Sunday? I'm actually more excited for this one. Oh, than, okay. Like I'm, I'm still very much excited for the uh, the the Becky Charlotte Ronda match, but I think that they completely lucked into the Daniel Bryan Kofi thing. Sure. And th- like for a while, I was annoyed, but like the way that they ended up having him get like securing the title shot last week. Uh, was actually the best way of going about doing it. So, so adding another layer of fuckery to get to the point where Kofi secures his title shot because of his friends, because like the New Day is such a big part of like who Kofi is and what he does in WWE. That like not having them be involved would have, like in retrospect, it would have made the journey feel weirder. Like it, it feels right to me that like they were involved in like getting him to to the promised land as it were but i like the the uh in anything daniel bryan has done since turning heel has been like has been complete and utter gold well and even uh, this past tuesday on smackdown yeah. uh, him him just sitting in that chair talking was more entertaining than like ninety percent of what happened on SmackDown or Raw, right? Absolutely, and and that's the thing. It, like, what what bothers me so much is that I, I I think that some of the people that like they're trying to promote 
Like, look at the people who are in singles matches, and I think that shows you who they're serious about. Sure. Like, do, like, do I think that, like, Lashley and Corbin and McIntyre, like, are just completely worthless? No. Like, I think they could be, like, good mid-card, upper mid-card, like, main event heels, but the way that their characters are now is, like, so... Like, make me interested in a character... And that's what Daniel Bryan's so good at. It, like he's, like I agree with a lot of the the dumb political stuff that he's saying, but he's so obnoxious about it that I hate him. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing is when you get to those other guys you were mentioning, and and a good portion of WWE's mid card now, so many of those guys are interchangeable because they really haven't been given an opportunity right. to do anything and, and think, interesting, and we don't. We don't see and, them on television in anything right. other than, like, four-on-four four tag matches. Right. And and I and I don't know, like, who knows how much of, like, the, the rumors and the scuttlebutt and the whatever that you read out there is true. But uh, one thing that I read in the past year repeatedly, so, like, it makes me give it more credence, is that they don't think they need superstars. To them, the brand is the star. Sure. And I really disagree with that because if that was true, then you could use these guys in an interchangeable way and it would work. And like for whatever reason, things are not working and they are panicky. And I think it's very obvious that they they are not comfortable with the way their product is being received over the past six months or so. Yeah, and, and that's... That is true. Although you know, the, all the McMahons came out uh, a few months ago, whenever it was, right? And then they said, and, like, the, we were we were the authority. He, well, <laughs> and then they proceeded to not give us what we want. And, and well, and the thing is <laughs> that nothing has really, ch- if anything, things are worse now than they were a few months ago, and well, that's bad because they were they're, really. They're bad. definitely they're definitely worse on SmackDown. Like, Paige was yeah. potentially the only good GM in history. Well, the only reason Paige is out, though, is because she was promoting that movie. I'm, I'm sure they have plans for her uh, post-WrestleMania, but we'll, well, we'll see. I let's. Hope so. uh, I hope so. Let's... But the, the, the Daniel Bryan-Kofi match, is, like, the build to it has been really well done. I, like I said, I thought adding in, having Big E and uh, Woods win him the shot, was a really nice touch because of like what the new what he means to the new day and what the new day means to him. Well, and it was so. smart because uh, to to those of us who have been around for a while, Kofi already has plenty of value, uh, sure. which is what has been demonstrated on television. But I do think it was very smart to make him go, and I hated it while it was happening. But in retrospect, like you said. I recognize that within the context of current WWE storylines, they really did need to put a little more, little more on him to make this WrestleMania worthy. And yeah. him having to overcome all of this was a great way to do it. And yes, including New Day. I never want them to break up, and I don't feel like there's any reason for them to ever break up. They can yeah. pursue singles accomplishments while still being a group. Right. Uh, what about you, Mike? How do you feel about the, the Kofi Bryan scenario? 
What I love about it, and it's much like the uh, the the match we just uh, the, the main event that we talked about, is that in both cases you have someone um, like Kofi Kingston, you have someone um, Becky Lynch, who they were not they were not in the plans for WrestleMania this year, um, and um, because of fan support, because of who they are as as talent, as who they are as people, as who they are as characters, they got over and the the establishment really had to pay attention and 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 honor that. And I think that and they are and it's gonna pay off. I think in both cases it's gonna pay off. I, I've heard behind the scenes that Daniel Bryan wanted to work with Kofi, but you know the 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 perception out there of course is that that he it was an accident. You know, if if Mustafa Ali hadn't gotten hurt then it would be him in this position and not Kofi, or at least somebody else in this position and not yeah. Kofi. Yeah. But the fact that they get to tell this story and reflect it like it's a reflection on how Daniel won the belt, you know, um, a few years ago, it, you know, sometimes when the WWE gets it right, it's kind of scary. It's like, oh yeah. my God, like how did they, they, they like, they've handled this really well. And I, I think that, um, yes, I think that if, you know, we said before, if Becky doesn't win, you know, the crowd riots. And if Kofi doesn't win, my God, is there even going to be a main event? Because uh, the crowd I, will go I feel, nuts. I feel like they'll go nuts, but I also feel like the crowd... I think that Kofi should win. I think that he should have a, a couple-month-long cup of tea with the title uh, to help cement his legacy, and just because he's a good worker, and, and I enjoy I think, him. I think it's a great opportunity and, and, for them, too. You can, have a, you can get a belt made of pancakes it's good it exactly. would be awesome. that's what i was gonna say like he and if he does win he needs to come out on tuesday yes. with, with like a, a unicorn bootio pancake belt oh, that, mr. Wow. that mr Bootyworth presents to him that's because... too much of a merchandising opportunity for them to pass up i think that's yeah, what i was thinking like, i mean if sales of new day material has like gone down or dipped a little bit this is like the perfect thing to like rise it back up yeah 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 <laughs> Well, and they've already got Kofi Mania shirts up on the website, so that's oh sure, that's great. Anyway, but I, I'm I'm happy. I'm really happy for Kofi to be in this position. Um, and again, if this is one where if you told us this was going to be a main event like a year ago, we would have been like, yeah. "Wait, what? Daniel Bryan can wrestle?" And I, then we would have been like, "What? Kofi? Yeah, yeah, what? right, right, <laughs> right." Well, like I, you can ask Dave. Like when when Bryan turned heel, and like I said. Like once he started doing the whole like eco Captain Planet thing, I'm like they should feed him. They should feed him with the New Day. Like I yeah. didn't say Kofi specifically. You were, you were right on top of that. But I'm like like they're like consumers number one, and but and and they're also fun, and they're also all great workers. So like the, they could all like take turns having great matches against uh, against. Brian and I thought at the time that you would build to Big E versus Brian just because that would be really interesting. But I mean, Kofi, it works better in retrospect. The, like the the way that they've told this has worked out really well. So I'm, I'm really very curious pleased. to see where this is going to be on the card. It's. Uh, I wonder if it might open. Wow. Yeah, I think that you'll. This will probably be third from last. I think yeah, that, uh, like yeah, I think that you'll sandwich Bork and Seth in between uh, this and the women's match. I, I am go- I'm going to stick I'm sticking with 
guessing that it's going to open the show, the the main Ooh. card. That's a uh, you know. Well, if cool. that that's that's great if Kofi wins. If Kofi doesn't win, that's a bold move. <laughs> it's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I don't know about that. So, but yeah, again, we're all three in agreement. This is fantastic. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, really everything they're involved with is pretty much gold. And I think it's because, uh, in their own weird way, New Day and Bryan both have more say in what they do than most superstars have. And I think that's very telling that you can kind of look and see who gets to to choose their destiny a bit more, or, or at least their presentation. A yeah. bit more. And also, we're going to do plenty of complaining about WWE as we talk here. And like Mike said, we have to give them credit for what they've done with Becky and with Kofi. Because so many times in the past, we've seen things like this that WWE has sort of squashed. And this time, they've gone along with it. And it's it's providing some of the best stuff on television yeah. right now. Well, it, I mean, it, like, look at, like, look at where Braun Strowman is. Uh, right exactly like, i like i don't know like who he pissed off or what he's done but what are, you, are you trying to say being in a feud with the snl guys is not a prestigious uh <laughs> yeah, spot yes. to be in uh, yes that is that is in fact what i'm saying well i think you're right uh all right so my for my first thing that i'm excited about uh i am really looking forward to look Kurt Angle is one of the greatest athletes in the history of professional wrestling, and there is no better opponent for him at WrestleMania than Baron Corbin. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't even I couldn't even get through that without laughing. Wow, uh, I, I knew you're lying because clearly what you're excited about is Bobby Lashley. <laughs> well, we all are, but I mean, I I figured we wanted to, we we wanted to leave that for Mike's second pick. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. No, actually, the the thing that i'm excited about is a recent development and that is the fact that the usos are, are going to be part of the show they are the smackdown tag champions yeah. they are the in my opinion they are the best tag team working in wrestling today uh they've been excellent for a very long time and i know i know not everybody loved the the babyface usos uh but to me they always delivered they did exactly what they went out there to do they sold a shit ton of merch back then uh the face paint and everything like they had a look that was very very uh tv pro wrestler friendly i've been a huge fan of these guys for a long time and i was furious that they did not have a match on the card uh and now as of uh tuesday night not only do they have a match but it's likely to be one of the best work rate matches on the card given enough time because it's the Usos versus the Bar versus uh, Rico Black or two black guys, depending on how you <laughs> two, want to refer two, to them. Two black guys. And, uh, and Nakamorusev. <laughs> uh, and let me just tell you, those eight guys in a ring together is going to be freaking phenomenal. Yeah. As, uh, as long as they get 15 to 20 minutes right. at least. And, and I think they will. I think they will. Uh, now, unfortunately, it may not be on the main card. It could be in the pre-show. We don't know how that's going to line up yet. But, I, I feel uh, like the pre-show is going to be the two battle oh, royals. Yep. Yeah, the, the two battle royals and the um, 
uh, Cruiserweight Championship are going to be on the pre-show. Oh, I didn't know yeah. they had announced anything for sure. Okay, well, yep. good, good. That is great news because uh, the, the, all of those guys deserve to be on the main card, even the rookies. Uh, but, man, the Usos just they, – they deserve it, man. They, they deserve a big WrestleMania moment. And I'd love to see them retain, uh, but – I, after WrestleMania, what the heck do you do with these guys? They've done everything. I mean, I feel like they've got to go to Raw for fresh competition. But but anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm super stoked about this match. I love the Usos, uh, and I'm I'm glad they're they're getting their WrestleMania uh, moment. Uh, what about you guys? How do you feel about this one? Uh, I'm super excited about it. Also, the Usos they just announced today signed a new five year contracts. So, Excellent. Good. Because I they're, they're going to be around. I don't want to have to watch AEW. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're going to put on some barn burners with the Young Bucks, man. Come on. <laughs> Stop. Those guys are your second favorite tag team. I, am, I know it. I am not going to a super kick party. <laughs> um, I I agree with everything you just said, and uh, uh, I love the Usos myself, and the uh, the other. The other talent uh, in this ring for this match, this would this would be a great opening match, to be honest with you, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm going to add to that by saying that I am super excited for Ricochet and Black to get their, to make their WrestleMania debut here. I, I loved on SmackDown their reaction to realizing they get to go to WrestleMania yes. and be in WrestleMania. Yes. I yeah. thought that was a really nice touch. Their story has been awesome. Um, if they walk away, I mean, this could be part of a big weekend for them. If they walk away with the belts, I don't know if they will or not. It doesn't really matter. I mean, this is going to be entertaining in the, either way. But I, I think that uh, these guys are uh, just at the beginning of their their main roster career, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy for them. Well, the wild thing is uh, that Black and Ricochet are competing for the NXT tag titles at yep. Takeover. Yep. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know, and I got, I got to say this, uh, you know, you guys know the listeners probably aren't really aware of this, but you guys know that I, I haven't been a huge fan of Alistair Black, but I feel like since his main roster call up, and since teaming with Ricochet, he seems like a completely different worker to me. And, and I, you, he's when when he came back from his injury, yeah, uh, he like he's been, he seems like he's like moving faster. And like has more focus. Maybe he just needed like a couple months off to like mm-hmm. rest and heal up. But like, hit like in ring stuff looks like it flows better and is faster and is more believable. And I I, I think he's putting more effort into his promos. I don't know. Like uh, he still got some dumb tattoos, but <laughs> well, who <laughs> among us? Who among us doesn't? Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But like no, I I will agree. Like he, I I always liked him before. He wasn't my favorite, but like he's he's taken a step up since he's returned, and especially since he started pairing up with Ricochet, and it's noticeable. I I do think I, I'm not spoiling anything because I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> but I do I, I I do think they'll probably split them up, uh, send one to Raw and one to SmackDown after. Uh, the after WrestleMania, unless they decide to keep them together as a tag team, but I think like there's money to be made for both of them in various singles feuds I, that would probably help. I agree what, with you. What, what is the likelihood? Do you think? And I'm just putting this out there. What is the likelihood that they get the belts 
on NXT. They get the SmackDown belts on Sunday. And then on Raw, they face the Revival again for the Raw belts, and they get those. And oh, then wow. on then on SmackDown, they pin Carmella. They challenge, they challenge Bailey and Sasha. Then they have a seven. They have a seven second break. No, then on SmackDown, uh, with all three tag titles, they have a handicap match against Shane McMahon, and he pins them (laughs) and lose it all, and and becomes (laughs) he's he's the best in the world. That's right, he's the best in the world. So Shane becomes the NXT Raw and SmackDown tag team champions. So, so what you're saying exactly. is there's a chance. <laughs> exactly. And, and, uh, well, we'll move. I've, I've got to save that one. I can't talk about that now. Uh, so yeah, so that, that match is going to be badass. Uh, that's one, you know, when we're watching things as a group, as we will be on Sunday, there are some matches that you kind of are watching out of the corner of your eye. We're having conversations. This is a match where I think everybody in the room is going to be sitting there watching this match happen. For sure. It's going to be because it's going to be, hopefully they'll, they'll book it to just be like a balls to the wall, like super fast paced. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a lot of downtime. No, this is going to be insane. Considering, yeah. Considering who you've got involved with it. Yeah. There's, there's not much, there's no, there's no real reason to. They Um, don't have enough cameras to cover this match. Yeah. You're just about right. Not with Ricochet flying around like a lunatic, so it'll it, it's going to be great. I can't imagine anybody being bored during this match. Like, uh, don't don't use your piss break for this match when right. there's, there's a, a Roman Drew McIntyre match. It's going to go at least twenty minutes and involve a bunch of rest holds. So, <laughs> uh, so let's, let's. I'm actually uh, looking forward to that match. Let's bring it back around to Mike Gordon. What is uh, thing number two that you are excited for? Okay, so the uh, the tag team match was going to be my number two. So, um, so, but since we've already talked about that, I will go down to my number three. Which, to be honest with you, it's like space bar, space bar, space bar. Like, there's like a lot of like, <laughs> like a lot of leeway, like a lot of leeway between like those th- those things. Those three things that we just talked about and the rest of the card. Now, I will say uh, the one that's probably got my curiosity peaked the most is uh, the Brock Lesnar-Seth Rollins match. Um, I'm a big Seth Rollins fan, um, and I didn't get a chance to see the Brock Lesnar-Daniel Bryan match from last year, so I still haven't watched that, so I'm hoping for good things here. Um, I think it was pretty... Like, I think... Like for the when it was announced originally, when Seth won the Royal Rumble, I think we all thought, "Wow, he's going to go take the title from Brock." And then Roman came back, yeah. And and the atmosphere around this match has changed significantly. Now, is it because Roman's back? I don't know, but boy, that sounds like it's like it seems like the the WWE feels that the only person capable of beating Brock Lesnar is Roman Reigns. So I I don't like Seth's chances to winning this match at all. I think uh, this will be probably the second to last match on the card. 
Um, and uh, I think Brock will win. A lot of people will be surprised, disappointed. Seth Rollins will come and hang his head in shame on Monday and say, I'm sorry I let you guys down. Um, he can take it. Um, and I don't know what you do with him after that. But uh, I th- I'm hoping that... I'm hoping that Brock can bring his his A game to WrestleMania um, and 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 put on a good solid match, and that's what I'm hoping for in this. I think uh, Seth is going to be put over by surviving Brock. I think it's going to be as competitive a match as we've seen, probably, uh, as far as one of Brock's big money matches goes. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I just. And look, I'll give Seth Rollins a lot of credit. I never cared for him as a babyface, but over the past several months, he has really been on fire. I I almost wish the Shield stuff had not happened because I felt like he was really getting into a groove on his own prior to that. That that with Roman coming back with the Shield stuff, and then the last few promos he's cut have just been too over the top in terms of yes. I'm doing it for you guys yes. and all this stuff, he, and I'm like, ugh. He had found yeah. he had found a spot that that wasn't that gushing baby face, but was the guy you could get behind, and was doing it really well, and and I feel like he actually got sidetracked a little bit, but I think. I think this will be an interesting match, but it's I don't know that it's even in my top five of, of things I'm excited for uh on I, Sunday. Yeah, like I I'm interested in it, but I I feel like I feel like this is gonna be one where like it's gonna like the the quote unquote bad guy is gonna walk away victorious. Yeah. Because I also feel like you're gonna like you're they're probably putting over Becky. They might put over Kofi, and like that's too like <laughs> right. It's too many. You're right. Too, right. Too, you, it's too many happy endings. <laughs> yeah. Like, if they put if Ray beats Joe, if that match even happens, because supposedly Corbin fucked up Ray's ankle on Monday. Uh, uh, I don't see, know if that's I, a work. Or, I don't know if that's a work or not. But I'm not enthused about Ray versus Joe at all and I should be because Ray has been doing a great job and Joe's yeah. still one of the best ever but that uh, I think it'll be a solid match but it's got nothing behind it yeah, yeah. right I I wish that they had uh done Joe versus all the, the artist formerly known as Mustafa Ali uh yes because res, wrestling fans can't remember that many syllables in a oh name oh my gosh so. that's so dumb yes uh <laughs> so Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, what what is your uh, what is your item number two? So on Arian's giddy list. Well, like like one A was Brian and Kofi. One B was the women's match. But surprisingly, a solid two. And like the way that I try and judge stuff, especially for WrestleMania, is like try to look at stories they've been telling for a while that like they've established compelling reasons for why people are the way that they are and why they're doing what they're doing and like combined with can they put on an entertaining match uh and for me I'm actually interested in watching uh the Miz versus Shane McMahon 
Like, I think it's, I think it's going to be a, a, uh, it's going to be a Shane spot fest, especially with the stipulation, but they, they've put in the legwork. I mean, going back to gosh, what, like October, November with crown jewel with the, with the stupid best in the world tournament. Uh, so like it's been a progression of months of storytelling paying off and as opposed to oh Ray pinned Joe three weeks ago, so he gets a match at Mania. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is so, an earned match. Yeah. And, and honestly, like I I'm not going to buy it forever, but like fiery white meat baby baby face Miz is kind of fun. Well, and also, you know, not only is the story between Shane and Miz earned, but they've been planting the seeds for Babyface Miz for a long time. I actually had forgotten right. this. I'm, I have last year's WrestleMania playing in the background while we talk, and Miz was in that opening three-way Intercontinental match, and he sent the Miz Taraj backstage That's because right. he wanted to do it on its own, and I remember... We all at the time were like, wow, is Miz turning face? <laughs> and since then, it has been a little bit at a time. Uh, they've been going towards that with, again, Daniel Bryan's unexpected return being sort of a road bump. But now right. Project Babyface Miz is in full effect, and it's totally working. Yeah, it's totally working. And I feel like you can maybe build towards... Like in some by SummerSlam, maybe if like uh, Brian wins the title back, or if he just keeps it, but like you could build towards uh, a Miz Brian match. Oh, I think they have to. I think <laughs> where, where, where the roles are flipped. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's it would be more entertaining because the, the quote unquote payoff we got from that feud last uh, last year was was not satisfying. Uh, Mainly because it involved Bree and uh, Maurice for one of the matches. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 when we did our um, Royal Rumble episode, and you guys were saying that, um, you know, the 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 team has to break up. The greatest tag team in the world has to break up with Miz being face and Shane being heel. I was not at all convinced that that <laughs> was going to happen. That's right. And and yeah. yet. And yet it's happened, and I'm A, astounded, and B, in addition to, like, yay, you know, Face Miz is cool, I'd forgotten how good Shane is as a heel, oh, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, this feels well, he, way better. He, it's like, he, he's a McMahon. Like, th- there are just certain people, McMahons, yes. Flares, Bobby Roode, that are natural, <laughs> they're natural heels. You want to hate them. And when they're booked the way, in a way that like prevents you from just letting nature take its course and hating them, like I, sh- I should never want to cheer for Charlotte. Well, yeah, like, but Shane, Shane, not for like more than like three months at a time. Shane inherited Linda's babyface gene, so that is he can fulfill that role. But we have to remember, oh yes, he can also be the entitled shit from uh, yeah. uh, or, Connecticut. Uh, yeah, yes. Re- yeah. re- remember the Mean Street Posse. Oh my gosh! It's, if they show up Shane, Sunday Shane night, Wilson. it's going to be the biggest <laughs> pop of the show. Pete Gas, oh, Joey Abs, boy. all of those guys. Now I, now I, that's I'm most excited <laughs> about that match. Now, 
for the potential Mean Street Posse interference. <laughs> it, it is false count anywhere, so no disqualification. Oh, my gosh. Damn please it. let this. But you know what? I think the crowd would pop for them. I don't know that they'd get a... a, a yeah, like that, that crowd, the people who are paying all that money to be there to watch that, that's the sort of dumb shit that like they would... Be like, oh, we get to cheer this because yeah, we're, right, right. we're idiots. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I'm still excited about the possibility. <laughs> yeah. No, um, me too. So my, my number two pick, uh, and I was actually concerned when you started talking that this is the one you were going to go with because I never in a million years imagined you would pick it, but your description works for this one as well, uh, is the Triple H versus Batista match. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. I am a huge fan of Batista. I think his match against the undertaker, I cannot remember which mania it was, but I think it's one of the best big man matches ever. I think for a large portion of Batista's run, he was very underappreciated when he was actually carrying a lot of the load. Uh, and it's, it's another one of those magical things, kind of like undertaker's streak in that, it's just kind of worked out that way, and now WWE is taking advantage of it. The fact that Triple H just happens to have never beaten Batista. Right. So we have this great history there, and then they take the the whole Batista phenomenon from a few years ago, and they've built on that by bringing Big Dave back as a Hollywood shithead heel. We have Triple H with NXT under his belt now, and he's he's old Papa Hunter who takes care of all the young guys and is giving us, like, is in this weird way the guy that everybody thinks of as being responsible for the most entertaining content WWE provides right now. Uh, and we have this great thing that happens very quickly but is excellent. And I'm so excited. I mean, look... Triple H is one of the greatest of all time, and he can have a wrestling match. He can have a brawl. He can put on a purely sports entertainment spectacle thing. Uh, Batista, we, he, he's kind of an unknown at this point. We don't know how well, rusty he might be, but at the same time, it doesn't matter because this is going to be a spectacle. It's not going to be... It's, it's going to be a spectacle. I hope it doesn't go for more than 12 to 15 minutes. I, I don't because... think it will. Keep in mind that, like, yes, Triple H normally would be able to do all of that, and you you could book him for whatever, but he did have that injury at Crown Jewel that he's been rehabbing, so he's still probably not at 100%. But he doesn't uh, need to be at 100%. He, he doesn't need to be, but... What, this, this match if, is if going you, if, to be a big pile of, wow, that was fun. Oh, my gosh, look at him doing that. What you know? I bet the first three minutes of the I, match I are going to so. be Batista strutting around outside the ring being a douche. I mean, it's <laughs> it's that that's just what it's going to be. I think it's going to be so much fun. I, I I hope so. I hope it. I hope they don't try and have a a twenty five minute classic with two guys <laughs> on the wrong side of forty. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. That aren't that aren't like that can't fucking like go because of cardio reasons no, so no no that's that's not going to be an issue I'm not hey, I'm not I worry at all. Well, I worry you always worry though yeah well that's my that's it's my your gimmick thing. it is your gimmick <laughs> mike how do you feel about this one uh i think they've done a great job leading up to it the promos 
uh, on both sides, I think, have been entertaining. Kiss my ass, uh, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was great. <laughs> um, uh, and you know, uh, you know, the fact that you know they put that stipulation in there: Triple H loses, he must retire from in-ring competition. A that seems to suggest that Batista will lose, and yet we all know that if Batista wins and Triple H quote unquote retires. They'll just like make up some other excuse. Oh, he's coming out of retirement for this match, you know, so it means nothing. Um, So, uh, uh, you know, it's just going to be fun. I I hope it leads up to, you know, another match in in Saudi Arabia in a month or so. And, you know, maybe they'll have, you know, it'll be two out of three matches or something like that. So they could they can continue this. But I and and I think I hope Batista can go. But even if he can't 100 percent or even like 70 percent. Triple H is still even injured can carry him. Yeah, so I agree. So I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. So I, I do think this will be fun. I would like to point out one thing though. Uh, you know what? No, I'm going to save this for my negative because it's the thing that I'm most angry about that isn't a specific person. Because I don't want to sit here and just talk shit about one person. Uh, <laughs> wow. So uh, I think now. We have to talk about some of the negatives uh, going into WrestleMania. I wish we had eight hours to cover everything, but we don't. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start this one off and say that I think in two of the the storylines that are going on right now, the Triple H Batista storyline and uh, Ronda Rousey, they should never, ever, ever have anybody use the dumb shit tactic of this is real. I'm going to use my real name so you know yep. this is real, but yep. everything else is fake, but this yep. is real. Because it just takes away the. It doesn't really affect my enjoyment of anything else going on in WWE, but it takes away the credibility in that moment of that performer because we all know they're going to go on to have a fake fighting match. It's it's just the dumbest. It, I, I there's no words to describe what what a ass backwards way it is to go about trying to build a storyline. It's just stupid. I agree. And and the thing here, and that's the thing is, Ronda came out and was like, "Oh, this is uh, I'm going to break kayfabe. This is fake fighting." And then they filmed that utterly ridiculous police thing Monday night that I loved. But the <laughs> whole time I was watching that, I was like, "So is this real, Ronda Rousey?" Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and we know it's not. It's 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 dumb. Right. It's like it, it be, because if you believe that, if oh, this is real then all of a sudden everything else that's not this isn't real. So if you say that, like, you're stoked for Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan, but, oh, only the only things that are real are Batista and Hunter and, uh, you know, the, de- the women's match. You're devaluing like, the rest of the card. Right. Like, you're, you're automatically a fucking rube and a mark for being excited about anything else. Well, and we also if, know... If you accept that this is real... And the other shit isn't. We also know that Kofi's isn't real because a few years ago, New Day did the same thing in the ring. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but they went on on SmackDown and cut some promo about how this isn't our characters talking, this is real. And I hated it then, too, as much as I love New Day. I thought it was terrible. Right. It's, It's something that they, like, there are ways to break the fourth wall in the wrestling business and, like... 
this is not one of them. Like doing goofy Deadpool shit, right? Works better than this. Like, like it, you can, you can have shit like with like a serious overtone to it, and like make it like look real, and like say like, you know, like do like like fucked up shit. But well, the, don't the, for an example. Don't, don't don't tell me that like this is real. And the other shit isn't. Here's here's an example. Here's an example of the other stuff. Here's an example of how to do that sort of thing. Was the Matt Hardy and Edge feud uh, over Lita? Yeah. When Matt Hardy ran out, fired Matt Hardy, ran out, attacked Edge. Nobody said, "Oh, it's Matt Hardy, and this is real, and he's (laughs) interrupting this fake angle." Like they just let it happen. And yeah. organically, and, and I'll tell you, even, even you know, knowing the business at that point, I was questioning, like, wait a minute, did Matt Hardy really just run out, beat the shit out of Edge, and then say, hey, you can find me on Ring of Honor? Because that's what happened. And it was crazy. But nobody could have promo about everything else being fake. Right? Yeah, in this day and age of, of kayfabe and... That they are struggling still with trying to find that balance, trying to find having their cake and eat it too, um, and yeah, I I agree with you completely. Like it, I think it undermines, you know. I mean, it's 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 just like you know if you were watching James Bond and James Bond was like all of a sudden he like just stopped the action and just turned to the camera and was like, you know, I really hate that guy. Right. And I'm gonna go I'm gonna go bust his nose not because he's the bad guy and it's scripted, just because I want to. You know? Because and, I actually hate Christoph Waltz. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and it's like, okay, so are we supposed to now feel better about you punching him in the nose? Right, like right. like I don't yeah, it's stupid. Now I I, yeah. Now I just feel upset about it. <laughs> yeah, this is I mean, uncomfortable. I do like the fact that I do like the fact that on the one hand, you know, Ronda's doing all that stuff, but on the other hand, Charlotte and Becky, who I think, I mean, are still really good friends, have really backed off that on social media yeah. over the last few months. Yeah, they and have. good for them for doing that. Yeah, and, and that's important. And I and, and actually, I'll say this: that was one of my big complaints over the past eighteen months, twenty-four months or so is the social media bullshit, but I feel like in general wrestlers are being a little better about not being buddies on Instagram and Twitter or whatever. Like, I feel like they're actually starting to use that format to further the feuds and stuff. I think, I don't know if there was a company-wide sort of edict of, hey guys, stop putting up pictures of yourselves together, but I do feel like they're starting to use social media in a way that's very effective with the storylines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike Gordon, what's pissing you off? Oh, me, oh my. Um, there's some obvious things, but I, I, I'm going to go with something that's not on the card. Uh, I'm going to go with the fact that Oscar's yeah. not, no, Oscar's reign came to a screeching halt. Um, now, I get it. Story-wise, they just couldn't figure out a story to tell with Oscar. So they they decided that it made more sense to have uh, Flair have the belt, which actually it does. Um, but if they could have done so in a way without burying one of their best talents, and and shame on them for not being able to come up with a good story for Oscar. In fact, I I, I 
I don't think they've known what to do with her since WrestleMania last year. Um, they haven't and, now and at it, all. And it's a shame because she's so good. People love her. Um, uh, and I think, you know, she could, sure, she could do a heel turn and it would be amazing. Um, and people would still go, still be attracted to wanting to watch her. But if you just look at the other Royal Rumble winner from last year, Shinsuke, and what they've dropped the ball on him, you know, obviously there's that, there's that thing where, you know, Vince and them, they just, if they can't speak English, I don't know what to do with them. And you kind of go, you know, you kind of roll your eyes at it. But the fact of the matter is, is that we shouldn't be we shouldn't be having that same conversation anymore. Well, and like, what's infuriating that shouldn't that shouldn't be the problem. There's there's some ways that you can. There's so many ways you can get away with it. I, I love the fact that we've got this historic main event. But you could have had on this card, you could have had just an amazing match between Asuka and another female but they just didn't devote the time to it or the energy or find the right person, which is a, which is a shame and actually a crime because there's so many other talented women on there that they could have done something with, and yet they just they just dropped the ball completely. Yeah, and that's that builds into my complaint, uh, which is that like they are really shit at managing their talent, like they're they're bad about building up characters that you want to be interested and invested in. Uh, sometimes when they do start to do that, they'll just abandon it completely. Uh, the people that do seem to get pushed, and again, like, I, I think I know why. I think we all know why. It's because one per like, this is not actually a multinational corporation. Right. This should be publicly traded because it's still one dude's kingdom, and what he wants goes, and he... Like like I said earlier, like look at the people getting big singles matches. Like you've got, uh, you know, just on the Raw side, like not so much like the SmackDown side with Joe and Ray and AJ and Randy, but like you've got the three members of what I call the Locust of Suck, which is like the the mid-card quagmire that is like pulled down Raw over the past like, six to nine months, you've got Corbin against Angle, you've got Lashley against Balor, and you've got McIntyre against Roman. And I think that of those three, I think that McIntyre could potentially be with with the right kind of fucking booking and character work, he could be a potential main eventer. I know Dave is bored with him. Um, but, Wait, but I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I fell think, asleep as soon as you said Drew McIntyre. Yes, yes, yes. I, I understand, and and I think that Lashley is actually like over the past couple months has been a serviceable mid card heel, but like like it, it's it's like the stupid fucking Mean Girls movie where they're like, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> like you, you know, like like. Like these three guys are just big generic dudes, and like that's the kind of their their big generic mean dudes. That's their character. Like, who cares? Who the fuck cares? You, you know who's got an interesting character that like you don't fucking use for anything that would be a hilarious and awesome and believable heel that like people would just line up to boo. No way, Is Jose. Ty- no, Tyler Breeze. Like a fucking yeah. full of full of himself, but he's tiny. Yeah, so he can't obviously. He obviously he's of no use to anyone. 
if you're if you're not large enough and you don't speak English well enough, like there's no there's no use for you. Well, it's just that, fucking that it's goes... mind blowing to me, and it's discouraging. And like I feel like, judge and again, like who knows? But like judging from the social media response and the rumors backstage, like no one like. Yes, there was really nothing for Asuka, but, like, no one, like, the the roster, by and large, seems to be not happy that, like, she got done that way. Well, from what I understand, the original plans for Asuka, there's a, there was going to be a four-way women's match to determine right? who, who was going to challenge her at WrestleMania. The winner was going to be uh, Mandy Rose, which, you know, look, that's not a very exciting match, but here's the problem. No, no is all of those lumps you just described that have no character whatsoever, Asuka may not speak the best English in the world, but she is a character. Shinsuke Nakamura is a character. Right. And no, they're, they're, they're compelling not out to watch. There. Yeah, that they are... Everything that they do is visually interesting, regardless of whether or not they can speak the Queen's English properly. Like... And like Asuka screaming in Japanese is like way more interesting to me than anything Bobby Lashley is ever going to fucking say in his life. Yeah, that's and, absolutely and not correct. No, no disrespect to Bobby Lashley. <laughs> oh, I have sure. a lot of disrespect for Bobby Lashley. <laughs> um, I'll go there. Um, sure. But also, you know, and I, uh, someone was like, oh, they're going to have, you know, Asuka win the Battle Royale. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't just give her that just as a as some sort of like you know cupid, yeah, give, cupid give that yeah. give that to give that to mandy give like have mandy <laughs> have mandy eliminate sonia like here's my thing is like if you're gonna do something have it mean something like who won the women's battle royal last year do you remember it was mm-hmm. naomi she nope. was supposed to get a title shot out of it she never did it's bullshit like if you're gonna have them like it's okay to like throw all these people into a big dumb match. I agree because to, I want just to get it, them want, on the show. I want everybody to get, to get their their WrestleMania right. payday. Right. Yeah. No. And Although, like, and, and wasn't there the some controversy works. though, where the if you're on the pre-show, oh no, if you're on the pre-show, you don't get a part of the home media money. That's what it is. Yeah. Because sure. uh, stupid. Because if I if I got it on home media, I'd want the pre-show stuff. Yeah. Right? I don't I don't understand how that works. Yeah, I don't um, either. But that was one of Austin Aries' well, big problems. The, the 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 <laughs> one of his many big problems. The right. plan of the, the WWEs does not we, always. Uh, make sense. We've got to wrap uh, this thing up, but I do want to end on a positive note because overall, I think we're very excited about watching this event. It's going to be fun. It's it's going to be you know WrestleMania. Even the worst WrestleManias are a, a fun time when you're watching them live. Uh, so out of the remaining matches, I want us each to just sort of uh, name one of the matches that you're looking forward to out of the ones that we have not already covered. Uh, Mike, we're going to bring it back around to you. All right. Uh, you know, surprisingly, uh, with the so limited time, the last uh, two SmackDowns, they've managed to make the AJ Randy Orton match uh, pretty uh, exciting, actually. I think pretty interesting. If they had a little bit more time to work with it, it could be really, like, the build could be really good. But I really like their segment on SmackDown the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've managed to, and I look, AJ can, we all know he can work with a broomstick. And Randy's just a little bit more capable than that. <laughs> so uh, I think that will be uh, a fun match to watch. Arian, what about watching you? watching the RKA from out of nowhere on that is going to be hugely entertaining. Uh, 
So just, uh, I mean, okay, one more thing real quick, and then I'll go to something that I find is entertaining. Uh, <laughs> it's cool that the women are main eventing the show, but it kind of sucks that the only women's match, there's only going to be two women's matches on the show, and out of like 15 matches total. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I would, and again, a lot of that goes back to like the thing with Oscar. Like, yep. I understand why they chose not to do something with her. It's because they didn't have anybody. But like, that's on you because you're using your other top two SmackDown right. stars to feud with the Raw champ. So like, you, you had like, months to build something. Well, the, yeah, like, the Riot, you, the Riot Squad easily should have had a WrestleMania match. No, yeah, and like the way that they've been treated the past several weeks sucks too yeah. uh we won't we won't get into it it's fine whatever uh the cruiserweight match is going to be great if you like the flippy kiki i like the flippy kiki uh <laughs> it actually this one's going to be less flippy kiki than most of them because it's buddy murphy versus tony niece and tony niece's gimmick is that he's air traffic control and he doesn't he doesn't play that uh flippy kiki shit um but buddy murphy's great uh, Tony Nese is great. That's going to be a great match. Uh, I, I know it's not the main show, but I'm very excited for TakeOver on Friday. Uh, every single yes. match on that is going to be incredible. Yes. Uh, Dave, did you catch up with uh, with last week's TakeOver? Or have you uh, not watched it yet? No, I'm I'm caught up to last week. Uh, this week, okay. I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to watch it. Honestly, I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to watch TakeOver until like Monday. But we'll sure. See. But uh, but the uh, so the sing- the single greatest uh, moment in the history of our sport happened on last week's takeover, which is when uh, Velveteen Dream inter- interrupted Matt Riddle's match. Yes, by being yes. by being borne out onto stage, on reclining on a couch by two women, <laughs> and well, his, sipping and from a chalice. Specifically, though, his reaction to Riddle taking his chalice. Yes, it was outstanding. No, like it was, all, uh, like anything the Velveteen Dream touches turns to gold. So, all right, so uh, we're uh, I, we got to wrap it up. Gonna be great. My uh, my thing that I'm excited about since we've we've cut away every other exciting thing at WrestleMania. So I'm actually going to say I am excited to see Lashley versus Balor. Um, it's an Intercontinental Championship match, which is tra- uh, traditionally one of the work rate foundations of WrestleMania. And I got to say, look, Lashley, opinions vary on the guy, but he has delivered in the past at the big shows. And I think Lashley versus Balor is going to be a really intense, fast-paced, explosive match. Uh, You know I'm not into his face uh, face paint demon bullshit that they really haven't even given him a good reason to bust out at WrestleMania. But one of the first buzzworthy things we started hearing about WrestleMania was that there was going to be a huge entrance for the Demon this year. So I'm excited about that, too. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. And there we go. That is all the time we've got to talk about WrestleMania 35. But before we go, uh, Arian and Mike, where can we find you guys online and what are you up to? Let's start with Arian. Uh, you can find me online uh, on Instagram at, at suchalazyman.com. Which you evidenced, uh, you evidenced the accuracy of that username today 
I did by mentioning the needless commentary, but not posting a link to it. I did. <laughs> uh, listen, you got to commit to the gimmick. You got to stay on if, brand. Uh, if if there's one thing that uh, Sabu ever taught me, it's that you got to commit to the gimmick. <laughs> hey, so. Mike Gordon, what are you up to? Where can we find you online? Well, you can uh, find me, of course, at uh, on uh, the uh, Earth Station One podcast every week. But I also uh, have to. Um, let everybody know that uh, uh, for my new issue of Tiki Zombie, I'm starting a Kickstarter, which should be active in the next week or so. So look for that. All you have to do is go to search me out on social media or go to TikiZombie.net, and you can find out all the details about that. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much uh, for coming on, talking about WrestleMania, and I'm looking forward to Sunday. We'll see what happens. Word up. And... Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you guys. Sorry I complained about work so much in the intro. That was not my intent, but uh, what are you going to do? So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I haven't even heard it yet. Huh? Isn't that crazy? Oh, technology. So I tried to fiddle around with my recorder to see if there was any way I could record it directly off of Skype, but that doesn't seem possible, so I'll have to do my, my normal... Skype conversation recorded with the Amalto call recorder, which I don't give enough credit. That thing works great. I love it. Uh, I've had a couple of problems with it over the years, but for the most part, it's awesome. So if you record your conversations over Skype, uh, that Amalto call recorder is great. It's the way to go as far as I'm concerned, as far as free call recorders go. Although I tried Pamela for a little while too, and uh, I, I did the free trial. And Amalto was better, so I certainly did not sign up to pay for Pamela. Uh, what else is happening next week? Uh, I, I, I'm also a little concerned about needless commentaries because my schedule, uh, everybody's schedule, is still kind of jacked up. Uh, I, I hope we can find time for it, and if not, I do have content ready. So, oh no, wait, actually, no, no, no. Next week is Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, me and Beth have a conversation about Game of Thrones in preparation for the final season. This is it, you guys. Season 8 is the end. I don't know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch all eight seasons of Game of Thrones just over and over again until something almost as good comes along because there'll never be anything better. Just like you guys. There'll never be anything better than you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.